Hi, welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. Today I'm joined by rider for Cam's Basso Bikes, Sammy Stewart. Sammy explains to me how she manages her training and racing around her career in the fire service and how her incredibly fast progression through the ranks in the past couple of years led her to riding the women's tour in June. I hope you enjoy listening. Thank you for joining me today, Sammy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today speaking to you. What's your first memory of being on a bike? Um, so I used to ride my bicycle a lot as a, as a small child, going out with my friends around the parks and stuff like that. And then I, when I became into high school, I did a thing called um, Ben Nevis, where we rode from where we live at the moment. And we rode our bicycles all the way up through Scotland to Ben Nevis and then we climbed Ben Nevis. So it was like my first like real bicycle ride as such um, with training involved. What's the first bike that you remember being really excited about? Um, so just before I completed um, an Ironman for Bolton, I treated myself to a, a Ribble Evo Pro. Wow. And I've, uh, I've still got a bicycle today because I couldn't, um, I couldn't, get rid of it so I decided to do it up so I've made it into my hill climb bike but yeah that was my favorite bicycle. What sports did you do growing up other than cycling? Um, I used to play a lot of football um, but I'd use I'd try everything I liked running I liked snowboarding um, anything really I just I've always liked sport it's always been part of my life. Tell me about your time at university did you do a lot of sport alongside your studies? Yeah, so whilst I was at university, I decided to study sport because obviously that was my interest. Um, and that was a lot of like the history, the psychology, physiology of sport. Um, so that was really interesting. And whilst I was doing that, yeah, I played football for the local university as well. So um, yeah, it was mainly football around that time that I was playing. And I understand that you've done a lot of running and triathlons in the past. How did you get into that? Um, so a friend said uh, it'd be a really good challenge um, to just do a marathon at first, which mm-hmm. is your running. So I decided to do that. I always like a challenge. <laughs> so I went and did that. And then he was like, marathon, you want to try an Ironman? And I was like, oh, what's that? So then, yeah, I decided to get back into swimming, running and a bit of bicycle as well. And train with that and compete in that in 2016. How did you fit your training in around work? Uh, it's very difficult. Um, I don't find that much time doing the job that I do um, but I have a really good coach at the moment um, and he fits it around that so it's dead easy to fit the training in when you want to do it. For the Ironman, it was like 15 hour weeks, which is a lot of time to find. But I had a different job back then. What made you change from running and triathlons to cycling? Um, so what happened was I'd actually fallen out of love with the bike after Ironman. But then whilst I'd been playing football, I broke my foot. And the cycling was a really good way of rehabilitating my foot and getting it stronger. And then that's what made me fall in love with it. I went to... Um, Tenerife with a group of friends and yeah just really enjoyed being out on my bike around the mountains there so kept it up. When did you realise cycling was something you wanted to take a bit more seriously? Um, So I started going to a cycle club in Blackpool um, and they had it like it's a bit like 
Zwift, but as a group cycling and um, they had a screen in front of you and you all competed against each other in there. And that's where I really started to enjoy it. Um, and that's where my coach found me and picked me up from there. So, yeah, he's made it really enjoyable by giving me training sessions and a focus. What do you remember about your first race? Yeah, so uh, my first race was actually a local crit race at a place called Salt Air, which is right next to me. And um, it, I was actually out on a, a ride with some friends and one of the, the ladies that joined us said, oh, you're really good, you should try racing. And she actually got me down there and uh, yeah, she came and watched and she was like telling everyone how good I was, um, <laughs> which is quite embarrassing. Um, and I managed to get sixth in my first race. Um, so yeah, I was really happy with that. And then I went back the next week and won it. So yeah, that's uh, that was where I fell in love with racing as well. You joined Crimson Performance at the start of 2020. Can you tell me about some of the riding you did leading up to that and how you joined the team? Yeah, so I didn't get to race much um, due to COVID. There was no real racing going about. Um, and yeah, I was just so I was just doing like local rides, local training through my coach still. And uh, then, yeah, there was a post that came up on Instagram by Crimson saying that we're looking for Cat 2 riders. And because I'd just done the little crit races, I wasn't, I was just getting into Cat 3, I think, at the time. Um, so I'd like basically sent him a message like only if you were taking on you know people up and coming and it was actually Matt Hallam got back in touch with me who's the um he was running the team at the time uh and he was like oh yeah okay yeah we'll take a chance on you kind of thing because that's what the team was all about it was about giving these riders chances to be able to compete so I was really thankful of that. So Covid happened after you joined the team how was your work and cycling life different in 2020? Yeah, I think it was different for everyone, wasn't it? It was a very hard time. Um, Work-wise, um, I was on the stations working as a firefighter um, and we didn't stop during COVID, unfortunately, because, um, or fortunately, should I say, um, because we had everyone to care for. So we had to be there doing everything still. Um, and luckily I didn't uh, contract COVID at that time. So it was, uh, yeah. And then training wise, it was just hard to get out yeah. and about. Um, but yeah, I stuck to what they were saying as the guidance and all the guidelines and just going out for my little one hour, which then meant that I couldn't walk my dogs some days because I had to take my hour exercise. I was sometimes going out on the bike with a dog. but <laughs> As we sort of came out of lockdown, were you able to go out riding with your teammates? Yeah, so uh, that was like a really nice time being able to ride out with people again. Um, I have a lot of like local group of friends that I can go out with as well. But yeah, we had uh, were able to meet up as the team. And I remember that first session as well when we got back, we just got all the new kit delivered and met up uh, for the group ride, all trying to like stay distant from each other. But yeah, it was just a nice feeling to all be together and sharing our love for cycling. Although there wasn't much racing in 2020, do you feel that you progressed well on the bike? Yeah, um, there was a few races that we managed to do. Um, but yeah, I, I did a lot of more training during that year for when I wasn't cycling because my training at the moment is very different between cycling where it's just kind of recovery and trying to sustain. Um, so, and then I train hard again in the winter, but yeah. 
I think 2020 was just train hard all the way through and obviously got me some kind of uh, performance gains there to be able to compete. And in early 2021, you started doing some races on Zwift. Can you tell me a bit about these and what you like about virtual racing? Yeah, it's really fun um, and it's a, a really different game, virtual racing. Um, it's a bit like playing Mario Kart while cycling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Have you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really- really tough and really enjoyable at the same time so um you've got tactics in cycling and you've also got the tactics of the game as well where you've got to be able to stay within you know the group of people for the draft but they've made that even more realistic now which has made it harder yeah it's fun to do you did your first road race in may 2021 in a yorkshire test road race and you won talk me through that race and how it felt to win that Oh, yeah, that was, uh, it was a magical race that I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect to win. And uh, that was the first race that my parents came and, you know, and, and watched as well because they'd never really seen the crit racing or anything like that. So first road race and they uh, surprised me by coming to watch. I didn't know they were there until I saw them whilst I was racing. Um, so it was really nice to share that moment with them. Uh, the weather that day was horrendous. I don't know if you saw the Nationals the other week, but that was on par like it, it the rain it started hailstone and it really really hurt going fast down that descent that's what I remember from it um and then yeah I went to help my teammate Mary Wilkinson at the time up the last climb so I was trying to like lead her out as such but she said that she was done so I was like oh I've, I've got to go so yeah I went and I didn't expect to win but yeah that was a really cool race the following weekend, you were at another test event in the Northwest and you took another win. Were you expecting to start your season so well? No, not at all. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember that one as well. It was a nice uh, sprint finish as well. So there's two very different kind of style of races there. The, the hill climb finish on the test event and that one was the bunch. So, I'd, yeah, I wouldn't have backed myself in that. Um, and... Yeah, there were some real big names there racing up against me, so it was quite nice to win that one as well. But yeah, what a good start to that season. Can you tell me a bit about what these test events were like compared to racing have been like before COVID? Yeah, so um, like like you said, that was like my first kind of road race. So um, we were all a bit kind of, it was just normal, like, you know, coming back from COVID and I was a bit dubious of, how to act around each other and, you know, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. It was kind of in that limbo kind of area. So um, I'm thankful that they put these kind of test events back on to race. But, yeah, it was a bit surreal because we had not been in close proximity before with without the mass and, you know, not congratulating one another. And, yeah. You ended May with a 25-mile time trial win setting a new course record what do you think made you so strong for both road racing and time trials yeah um so that was just a local event and like you said because there wasn't that many races I was just trying to do as much as what I could uh, of anything really just really finding the love for it and enjoying it so I wanted to get involved and yeah it was quite a tricky circuit for 25 miles it was it was up and down it wasn't the straight course it was uh, we're kind of like round some sharp bendy roads and lumpy roads at that. So, um, yeah, that was a really nice feeling to set that PB. But that's kind of 
my style of racing, that long sustainable power. So yeah, it definitely helps you improve like for your um, FTPs and getting your power thresholds. So. In your first sickle classic, you finished 10th. Tell me about doing this big race. Yeah, so that was like my first national race and I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I certainly didn't expect what was put in front of me because, yeah, it, no one really takes a, a road bike over that kind of style of terrain usually, going around corners on big rocks and over the tree trunk through the woods and through fields practically. Um, but, yeah, uh, I had a really, uh, a very near miss in that race. I kind of, like, collided with uh, a girl called Frankie Hall um, and her rear derailleur got stuck in my spokes and I nearly went head over heels over my bars but I don't know how I managed to hold on to it and that was like just before the finish um, and I also clipped my pedal on the traffic island in the middle just before that finish as well so I was kind of like just get me past the line <laughs> just let me finish <laughs> it was like a cat with like nine lives <laughs> Must have been a crazy uh, race to do as your first national race. Yeah, it was, it was absolutely, it was so crazy. I didn't expect any of it. And yeah, to get the 10th as well. I was, yeah. And I didn't know if that was a good result. That's, my teammates was like, oh no, you've done really well. That's how new I was to it. You finished sixth in the first round of the Tour Series in Gisborough, but it nearly went all wrong on the final corner. Can you tell me what happened? <laughs> yeah, um, so I went around that final corner. I I was quite happy just being in that group of the six and finishing six, but everyone wants to try and win, don't they? And as I went around the corner, I hit my pedal on the floor, which made the bike jump off the floor. So then I landed on the side wall of the tyre, which ripped my tyre off. And then the pressure that came out of that kind of kicked my bike back upright. So it saved me because <laughs> otherwise I think I'd have been into the barrier. But people say you learn from your mistakes, but I nearly did it again in Stranra this year. So, In the second round, you got third place in Sunderland as well as setting the fastest lap. How did it feel to get onto the podium? Yeah, that round for me felt like a win. You know, that was um, my best race, I'd say, for uh, that season. I was like literally screaming coming over the line because, yeah, it felt like I was number one on that one. Um, and I didn't realise that I had the fastest lap either until I got called up to the podium. And, yeah, I still got my trophy just sat on my windowsill because it's a really nice trophy off brother. So, no, I really enjoyed that race. And the final round was in Castle Douglas and you made the leaderboard again, finishing fifth. In just a few months, you went from Cat 3 to Cat 1. Did you ever expect to progress this quickly? Not at all, no. And uh, yeah, now I'm an elite cat as well. So um, it was just uh, amazing. I, it was very, I think it was nine races that I managed to get that jump. Um, but it was always on my bucket list. I wanted 30 things to do before I was 30. And one of them was to get my cat too. And I ended up with my cat one, so... Yeah, I was, yeah, delighted, super happy, and even happier now. Everything seemed to be going so well, and then you crashed at the Rydale GP. Can you tell me what happened? Yeah, so um, Rydale was going really well. 
as in the lead group. And as we came around the corner, um, it was just a couple of bends before we come up to the start finish line. And the rider had gone down in front of me and I tried to maneuver around her, but it was very slippy underneath the trees. And uh, yeah, my bike just went down. I fell down, bumped my shoulder, hit my head a little bit. And I just got back up, straightened up my glasses, straightened up my helmet, carried on. And I thought that that doesn't feel right. Mm. So um, I went past everyone at the start line and I'd said, uh, I said, I've broken my collarbone. And they were just like, no, nah, no, nah, you haven't. So I did an extra lap and actually finished the race eight miles later with my broken collarbone. And then, yeah, they'd realised that I'd broken it then because it was kind of a bit pokey out of my shoulder. <laughs> That's just crazy. <laughs> How was your recovery? Was it hard both mentally and physically? Yeah, it was, yeah, super hard. Um, nobody wants to fracture anything in sport when, you know, they think that they're going so well. Um, and not to be able to see out the end of the season was uh, pretty kind of destroyed me a little bit. I went into the winter training having had, well, as soon as I was allowed back on the bike, I went back on the what bike upstairs and went on Swift. But yeah, it was like six weeks out um, to which, yeah, you lose a bit of form, a little bit of power. You're unable to sprint because you can't pull up using your collarbone. Um, so yeah, I turned to a lot of Swift racing during that period. And to be, to be honest, I didn't think that I'd come back as strong now as what I was I didn't think I'd come back as strong as what I was then but yeah I'm I'm happy that it's a lot of a lot of fighting talk with yourself over that period because like you said mentally it's very very tough as well nobody wants to rest nobody wants to recover they just want to get back on the bike you started 2022 riding for Canyon Esports and competing in Zwift races can you tell me about this yeah, so Canyon Esports put out that they wanted a, a like a beta team. So they've got their alpha with like the likes of Mary Wilkinson, who was my teammate at the time. And she was like, oh, you need mm. to apply for this. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, yeah. I went on to their beta team and was successful in the application and started riding for them and really enjoyed the races that they were putting me in. Um, I was doing quite well in them as well. I got quite a lot of the sprint points and a couple of high place finishes during that season and I hope to go back with them actually at the end of the year as well for more winter training because it's it's fantastic using the races on there for your training. On the road the team became Team LDN Brother UK and you got to go abroad for some training together. What was that like? Yeah we went to Calpe and I had not met the team until we got there. Uh, and yeah they were really really nice really nice team and it was so nice that I was part of their team because I had a really good team with Crimson um, but unfortunately that folded so I had to find this new team and I was a bit worried because they'd been excellent that I didn't think that my new team would be as good but yeah they lived up to the same expectations and we had a really good solid block of training um, and they started writing out all these rides of like 80 miles and 90 miles and then 100 miles and one day we did 200k and and I was like I'm not gonna be able to keep up with this because my training is like minimal compared to that but I do a lot of high intensity stuff rather than duration so yeah I was really worried but um it was during that time that I realized I am as strong as what I was before 
and that's where I started finding my form again and yeah them really them girls really helped and supported me during that time. You had three podiums in the spring including a win at the British Team Cup race in Colville ahead of starting the tour series in May. Did you go into it feeling strong from your early results? Yeah so yeah it was uh, I got a few results and started the uh, start of the season like you said Colville um, that was another race that I wasn't expecting to win but it kind of suited me quite well because it was like um, a hill into like a really long sprint finish which was yeah it was just ideal for me so uh, yeah it definitely gave me a boost of confidence and I think looking back at last year's results with the tour um, that's kind of what put me in the best foot forward kind of go out there and enjoy it and once you start enjoying it you start doing better Round one was in Gisborough and you beat your 2021 result by finishing fourth and setting the fastest lap on the night. Oh, yeah. What a nightmare on that race. Um, so what it was, was we'd gone around the neutral and then we did a lap and then it gets really narrow from like a big road into like a small street. And as we went around that left corner, I dropped my chain at the front of the pack and was soon at the back trying to put my chain back on my bike. And um, one of the, the Pronoctus boss, he helped me put my chain back on. And once I got my chain back on, I turned around and said to him, I better go get the fastest lap now, hadn't I? <laughs> so I shot off and started putting the power down and I was really mad. So because I knew how much I really enjoyed it and I wanted to do really well. So yeah, I started going around as fast as I could and then, before I knew it, I think it was about 20 minutes later, I'd caught back onto the peloton that was like half a lap up on me at wow. the start. And yeah, I was like really happy. And then when I got on the peloton, I was like, this is really slow and really boring because yeah. <laughs> I'd just been going that fast by myself. So I whizzed past them and then just carried on. And yeah, I managed to get four. Wow. You finished 17th at round two of the Tour Series in Gala Shields before heading off to race at Lincoln GP. Tell me about racing the iconic Michael Gate cobbled climb. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, the Gala Shields race. That was a really big learning experience for me because he's, the way that I came 17 was I'd really badly positioned myself and I'd put myself on the back of the group. So I kept getting dropped off and I had to really try hard to get back on again. And then just as they went into descent, I was off again. So it was a really tough race for me that, but I managed to stay with them. But I learned loads from that. So, um, yeah, sometimes a bad result's a good result in a way. Um, but, yeah, I went into Lincoln GP and I'm, I didn't get to do that one last year because I'd snapped my collarbone previous to it. Um, so going into that, yeah, I'd, I'd done a recce of the laps the day before. So I kind of knew the descent and I went down that descent one time and I, I turned back and nobody was there. So I decided to carry on and I managed to do a lap by myself. Um, but yeah, I went up Micklegate by myself with everybody screaming at me, ringing the cowbells and going mental. We had like sirens and all sorts going off. And yeah, it was just incredible. And to cycle up that steep cobble climb with all that atmosphere, uh, it, it's memorable. Two days later, you were in Sunderland for the third round of the Tour Series and you won. Tell me about the race and how it felt to take that solo victory. Yeah, it was a really good race. And I went into Sunderland knowing what I did the previous year. 
So I like the climb there. It's a nice uh, gradual climb for me. Um, we went into it and the way that it unfolded was there was four riders off the front um, and I was on the front of the peloton and we went past some lap riders and unfortunately me and another girl bumped off each other and she fell, which caused a big crash. But it, I, I managed to get away then and break off onto the four riders. It was an unfortunate circumstance that I was able to get away, but then it was obviously a good result with me winning in the end. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of knew if I uh, cycled around with them girls and kept the group away, I then had a plan in my head that I knew that if I put the power down, I'll eventually drop these two riders. So every time we hit the climb, I started to put the power down and then dropped one and then second lap dropped the next one and then it was just me to the finish another tour series round in Stranra, uh finishing with another fourth place your teammate lucy lee had a crash early on splitting the bunch and you were in the break rate group of four you won three sprints on the night and it looked good for a podium until the final corner what happened yeah, so me and Lucy worked really well. We kept alternating on the, on the front um, and really pushing the pace. So that really split up the group. But then, like you said, Lucy had a big crash and she actually snapped her wrist. But she's back racing now. Um, and the group split there because of her crash. So the four of us went off the front. I think it was me, Emma, Joe and Katie. Um, and yeah, like you said, I was feeling good, hitting every sprint. And that was like kind of leading towards that sprint jersey as well. And then, yeah, I, I planned it not so well. So I should have gone over the top because of my long power. I should have hit it and got away from him into that last corner. But I went into the last corner near at the back. And again, I did the same thing at Gisborough where I pedaled too soon, jumped the bike, and then I was way off for the sprint. So I, I couldn't challenge them, but fourth place they've got to be happy with round five of the tour series was in Clacton where you had an amazing ride going off in front on your own and winning by over a minute as well as doing the fastest lap of the race how did that win feel in Clacton it was a very technical circuit it was very hard to get around the corners and uh, we'd gone round once with a few people doing turns on the front to try and um, small the group down a bit, uh, get a few less riders going around them corners. Um, and then when it came to do my turn, I, I went and nobody was there from lap two. So I thought, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to sit up or I don't know where to go. So I decided to go and then I thought, oh, someone will join me. But yeah, it was, it was a very lonely hour race after that on my own. But a good race. <laughs> you actually started the final three races wearing the blue sprints jersey. Was it hard for it to be so close to being yours overall? Yeah, um, I didn't expect to have the blue jersey. Um, but obviously, like you say, the Gallic Shields round and the Clacton round then put that towards me. Um, it was nice to wear the blue sprints jersey, but it, it's a bit bittersweet knowing it's, it's not yours. Mm -hmm. um and yeah I, I think I put up a really good fight um 
and Joe actually came up to me afterwards and, and thanked me for the battle uh, and yeah applauded me at, at my effort for uh, trying to sustain it but yeah I didn't pull it off but maybe next year hey. In round six in Barking you continued to build your sprints points and the race ended in a bunch sprint with you finishing in eighth place. The final round was in Manchester you continued to push the whole race battling for sprints points and you finished that race with another podium in second and you were also second overall in the sprints classification. Firstly can you tell me about that race? Yeah I really enjoyed Manchester because that was the closest one to my town where I live so I had a lot of um, a lot of spectators there cheering me on so that was really nice and like you say yeah it was all on the line for the sprints jersey so we had to just keep pushing and, and trying to get it. Um, and it was, it's a bit similar to Sunderland, whereby it's got like a hill at the back. So we went into a sharp corner and then up a hill. Um, but yeah, I was a bit um, a bit annoyed that I didn't win that one. I pushed it really hard, but Emma's such a phenomenal sprinter that, yeah, she just got me on the line. But we both got two wins, so. Can you sum up the Tour Series as a whole? and how you felt about it this year. Yeah, I absolutely love the Tour Series. I think it's a, a really good race. I enjoy doing them, but um, I'm all about the spectators and, you know, um, people that come out to those don't necessarily usually watch cycling races. And I think it gets a good bug because if you watch a road race, it's like you see them, if they're not even doing laps, you'll see them once. But if they are doing laps, it might be like 30 minutes before you see someone again. Whereas there, it, you're constantly seeing cyclists go round, you know, and it's quite hard to read the race. Um, but I think it fills with more excitement. Around all this racing this year, you have been working for the fire service. I counted nine races just in May. How do you fit your training and racing around your job? Uh, it's really, really hard. Um, it, it's possibly the toughest struggle. Um, I, I don't get any special leave or anything like that. Um, I get like a, a training allowance because we've got to stay fit. So we do get a little bit of time, but nowhere near enough time to be able to fit my training in. So I've literally got to find the time uh, as anyone would with a job, but it's just uh, how hard it is at my work. So if I need to go in and, and wear breathing apparatus, I'm kind of like doing training already. And then I'm too tired when I come home to train again. So it's um, it's the mental as well as, as telling you you have to do it and getting it done. So, yeah, I really struggle. And for time for racing, um, especially around the tour series, I was coming back really late at night. So some days we wouldn't get back till like one o'clock in the morning. And then I probably won't get sleep till two o'clock because of all the excitement, like after Stranra, for example. That's a really long trip back from Scotland. And then once I got to sleep at two, I was up again at seven to go to work. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty difficult not trying to lose any time so that I can carry on racing. How has your training changed as you've progressed as a rider? Yeah, so um, it's not changed too much. Um, my coach will choose specific sessions so if he feels like he knows my endurance is pretty strong 
so he'll work on like um my vo2 max and my sprints to try and just get them a little bit better but like i said during like race periods we tend to just go for like recovery and just tighten the legs over i've also got like a little race warm-up one that i do um but yeah we'll build again when it comes to winter a week after the tour series finished it was announced that you would be joining cam's basso bikes for the remainder of the season tell me about how this happened yeah it was a really nice way that they approached me um, they went through my other manager uh, ian watson so it was a uh, very commendable way of uh, asking for a rider and yeah i was just delighted to be asked to go and ride for him especially for the women's tour that's like an incredible experience so you had just a few days before lining up on the start line for the women's tour with your new team. How was it getting used to the bike kit and new teammates? Yeah, um, so like you said, I was just a few days later, um, it didn't feel like I joined cams and it didn't feel like I was doing the women's tour. It, it happened that fast that it was like somebody pinched me. Um, but it was a really nice experience and a pleasure to be asked to go and ride for them and similar to like uh, LDN at, at Calpe I had to just go down to London uh, and start the race in Coventry meeting the girls that night and having like race briefs with them and um, racing the next day with them so it's kind of like a really fast introduction to the team yeah the kit it's uh, it's all really nice kit it's dead comfy so I had no problems with that um the bike I'd fallen in love with Sonic the you know the blue bike that I rode for the tour series that was like my favorite bike so moving away from that I was a little bit upset but then as soon as I jumped on the Basso bike um it's it's really comfortable it's a nice bike uh, it handles well I just had to get used to the uh, Campagnola gears because it's back to mechanical and they've got like a little switch on the inside but once you're used to it, and I soon got used to it after six days of racing, it was dead easy to know how to change gear and when to change gear using that kit. Yeah, so all in all, like, um, I was pretty comfortable after probably like two, three days of racing. Tell me about how it felt to be starting your first UCI Women's World Tour event in Colchester and how that day went for you. Yeah, uh, it was pretty crazy. Uh, if you've been told that I was racing with the pros, um, but the funny thing is that I don't watch cycling on telly um, because I don't like seeing the crashes. So I was riding next to all these pro riders and I didn't really know who was who and how good each one of them were. I knew they were all good because they were pros, but um, it was kind of like there was no fear of knowing who they were and who I should look out for. So it was just like treat them like any other peloton, really, which was nice. But yeah, it was just a, an honour to be in the presence. And the racing's a lot different um, to the British racing that we do. So the peloton's a lot more respectable and controlled with the movements. Um, but yeah, it was just as, well, it's savage because it's just really very fast. And yeah, if you're travelling, I think we were travelling at 50 mile per hour in the peloton at once. So there's a lot of trust there and a lot of respect for the riders. You said that you don't like watching cycling. Are there any other sports that you like to watch? 
Oh, I love Formula One. Uh, I'm actually going to catch up on the Silverstone race in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like watching sports that I can't do rather than what I can do because I don't like to see people getting injured. And mm. uh, I do watch the highlights of racing. But yeah, Formula One's probably the biggest one that I follow and, and watch. Uh, and I usually go abroad and watch them live as well. Stage two in Harlow and you won Most Combative Rider. Can you talk me through that stage and how it felt to get awarded that? Yeah, so we went hollow to hollow. It was um, probably one of the shorter stages, but um, it was really, really fast. And yeah, I'd managed to, I saw just the opportunity. Danny went the day before and she got most combative rider. Um, so I thought, why not give it a go when I, when I saw the opportunity and hope that someone would come with me. But again, I was out on my own. Um, and I just knew that they were catching me. It was like a swarm of bees coming towards me. The camera crew went in front of me, and I was just like, oh, here they come. Like I just knew that I was going to get swallowed up, but, um, yeah, it was really tough after that. I'd just lost my legs, um, and my teammate took me to the finish line after that. I came to watch Stage 3 from Cheeksby to Gloucester, and I was so lucky to be surprised by Dean Downing with a seat in a guest car for the day. It was so amazing to experience being able to see the racing and all of the crowds along the way. How have you found all the support from crowds at the Women's Tour? Yeah, Dean Downing's great, isn't he? He's just always smiling. Yeah, we see him at a lot of races and uh, he's really cool. Um, and I'm so glad that you gave me the opportunity to do that. That must be amazing. But yeah, the uh, the spectators that like that makes racing for me. Seeing people uh, come out and watch me do something that I enjoy doing, mm. it's just you know it's surreal to think that they're coming to watch. Um, so it's I really respect that, and I tend to obviously wave at a lot of people and and make sure that I'm smiling and. You know, trying to, if I need a little bit of support, I try and G them up a bit to get the crowds going. So, yeah, the, the spectators of cycling means a lot to me. How would you sum up the women's tour experience? Uh, possibly one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, it was so surreal. Uh, every single day didn't feel like it was happening. Um, it was just kind of like I just got moved from pillar to post and put out to race again. And yeah, it was just it was so much fun. And it was great being with cams as well because they were really supportive and, and looked after me and made sure that everything was hunky dory before I went out and raced, basically. And I never kind of had that with any other team to have that kind of experience as well off them was incredible. So, yeah, it will stay with me for a very long time, that one. Uh, and I just hope that I get to do it again. A week after the women's tour finished, you were back racing at the Sickle Classic. You finished 12th in a big sprint mm-hmm. finish. How did it feel to be so close to the front of that race? Yeah, it was a great race. Um, it didn't quite go as what last year's went. But yeah, it was. Uh, we had a, a lot of fatigue coming out of the women's tour. Um, so when, going into that race, we didn't expect kind of to be performing at our best uh but yeah I'd, I'd quite like to have matched my 10th place but I'll settle for 12th it's uh it's a game of luck is the sickle 
so if you punch you you're out kind of but yeah it was it was a nice race and a, and a good bunch finish as well just a few days later it was time for the british national champs how were you feeling going into this and did you have any expectations um yeah i felt quite strong going into it um i was looking forward to it i didn't treat it as a national champs race i just treat it like any other race and just went into it uh, enjoying cycling like i said that's the best thing you can do and yeah i was a little bit disappointed with my performance at the crit because i wanted a little bit higher than 10th mm. um but the hot dog turn at the bottom caught me out slightly so um yeah but then yeah going into the road race uh i, I wanted a result there so You've got sixth in the road race. Watching the race, you look like you're riding really strong, attacking off the front of the peloton and being part of the group of five riders chasing down the solo leader all the way to the finish. Can you tell me about how that day was for you? Yeah, so um, it was biblical conditions. Um, the rain was coming down very, very hard. Uh, as we were driving over to it, we could see this big black cloud over where we were racing and it was dead sunny where we set off as well, like 20 minutes away. Uh, and there was like no wind when we set off. And when we got there, it was like the trees were just blowing everywhere. And everyone was looking at each other like, this has got to be called off. Like this isn't going ahead because we didn't think um, they'd let us race. Um, but yeah, we set off and it was okay. But I think the heavens opened about, um, so we did two big laps. And on the first short lap that we went into, the heavens just opened and all this rain poured down and it was it hurt it was nearly as bad as the hailstone at the other race that we were chatting about but um i was just like my legs weren't in it my head wasn't in it and i was just thinking if they called this off now i'd be so happy because it would just stop um but they didn't so yeah we carried on um and then yeah we went up the one of the climbs and the girls started pushing the pace and uh me and another girl called amira we set off to try and close them down because we'd actually got off the back and then because we were so hot from doing that effort when I got up to the peloton uh, it was similar to I was saying at Gisborough I just went off the front of the peloton again and carried on with my effort because I didn't want to get cold and I thought again like they'll just follow me as a bunch but I was on my own so I did a lap on my own and then yeah the the pros caught me up so there was uh, there was a fight for Georgia and there were some good big names in there, Anna Henderson, um, Eleanor Backstead was in there as well, and myself and uh, Lizzie Holden. So, yeah, um, we put in a really big dig. Uh, and it was like I rode with most of them in the women's tour, but it was I'd never had the opportunity to be able to ride with them like mm -hmm. I did, using them as a chain gang. So that was a really special experience for me. You've just done the first two rounds of the National Circuit Series with a 40th in Otley and a 7th place in Ilkley in another amazing sprint finish, which was great to watch. What are some of your hopes for the series and are you happy with how you're performing with the team? Yeah, so um, I really liked them races last year and I was hoping for a good result in them. Um, as you said, I got 40th in Otley. I had the... Uh, Last year when I did it in Otley, I crashed with five laps to go on the hill. Um, and then the same again happened this year with one lap to go. Two riders came together in front of me and I just did a somersault of my handlebars. 
Um, so I was just happy. I, I'm one of those that says never give up. So I got back on my bike and finished the race at 40. So, yeah, I was disappointed with that because uh, I had I felt really good and I had a plan in my head that I wanted to, to do to be able to win that one. Um, and then, yeah, my performance at Oakley for a seventh place, I felt really good going into that sprint, but the peloton just kind of closed in onto where I was sprinting and I had nowhere to go. So um, I wish I'd done a little bit better, um, but that's just how I always look at my results. I always look for um, improvements. But yeah, overall, to get the results that I have been doing with the team and working with the team to get them results, it's just been fantastic. Most recently, you've done the Stockton GP. Uh, your teammate took a solo victory and you finished sixth in the bunch sprint. Were you happy with how the race went? Oh, yeah, it's a brilliant race. Um, and it's like, this is the first race that I felt like I've done something really good for the team. Um, so um, Jess had a fantastic race and that's who won. Um, she went off in a break at first and took the first sprint. So she came up to me and said, can you leave me out for my second sprint so that we can go for the sprint? And I was like, oh, yeah, fantastic, you know. So we did a really good lead out and she sprinted to get that. Um, and then as we came into like the closed circuit part of the race, again, uh, Jess had gone off the front. So I knew that she'd got the sprints and she was happy, but it was just then me trying to hold back the peloton so that they didn't catch her. Um, and yeah, that was a really, really special experience because I've never done anything like that. So trying to hold on to the first couple of wheels and, and slow down everyone's uh, a really tough task to do. And then, yeah, again, on my sprint, um, I felt like I had a lot of power to give, but I just I couldn't go anywhere. I was just boxed in. But yeah, very happy with that result. We got three in the top 10 today. So it's really nice to be part of camps. What are your hopes and goals for the rest of 2022? Um, I'd really like to get a podium at one of these events. That would be a really nice uh, thing for myself. Um, I'd also like comes to renew my contract so that I get to stay with them. Um, I mean, yeah, just carry on getting the results that we'd get in and, and win the team's um, points on, on both nationals. That would be probably um, a really good ask. What would you like to achieve in the next five years? Oh, um, well, I think everyone looks at going pro, don't they? I'd love a pro contact and have the opportunity to do that because um, I am one of like the older riders in the peloton. So you do get picked up quite young and quite early. So if someone just gave me the opportunity to see what I could do, if I was able to eat the right stuff, rest the right amount and do the right amount of training that I should be doing um, and just see, yeah, just see what I am actually capable of then that would be a nice five-year thing but yeah as, as long as I'm still cycling I think that's the best thing what's your favorite race you've ever done um I'm gonna say probably the nationals the one that we've just done the road race just for that sixth place finish um, and riding with those riders that's my favorite race so far is there a race you would really like to do in the future? 
um i'd love to do the tour de france <laughs> um yeah that would be the absolute dream doing that that race are you excited to see the women's version this year yeah it's gonna be fantastic isn't it um yeah i might have to actually watch that one rather than just watch the highlights i might have to record it as long as there's no like i'll ask you and see if there's any crashes first and <laughs> if there's no crashes then i'll watch it it's <laughs> ideal <laughs> yeah where's your favorite place to ride for fun uh i really enjoy riding where i live um so just as i turn left out of my house i've got the hills all around me and it's called the trop of boland which is it's the center of the uk uh and yeah it's a beautiful place to ride so i really enjoy escaping and going out there what's your top tip for training if you don't have a lot of time uh go hard that is <laughs> that's the biggest thing yeah um yeah it it's just a case of if you if you don't have a lot of time you shorten your sessions down and you, yeah, you have to either do build-ups. So like fatigue your legs and then try and get your power. Or I quite like um, my 20, 40 sessions. So that's like either 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And I'll do that like 10 times as hard as I can. Uh, and I try not to let my watts drop. So that's a really good test for... Uh, your muscle strength and your, your aerobic fitness as well. Who's your favourite current rider? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm going to say Mary Wilkinson because she's really inspired me from when I've started out cycling. She's kind of one of my idols that I've always looked up to. And um, as I got to race with her as a teammate, uh, and she's just been a really supportive rider in the peloton. So, yeah, um, I was going to pick someone like a big name then, but, oh, well, Mary is a big name, but uh, someone close to me. Yeah, I really respect her. Who's your favourite rider of all time? Ooh, of all time. I quite like Bradley Wiggins for his character, <laughs> just because he's a little bit different to other riders. Um, that's a bit controversial, I think. But, <laughs> yeah, he's quite cool. What's your advice for young riders? Uh, for young riders, get involved, don't be scared and give it all you've got and never give up. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Oh, yeah. Um, I Well, my my favourite song is Eminem One Shot. Um, that's, that song just gives me goose pimples every time and that's what I'll listen to sometimes like before a big race um but yeah anything like I love like pop music you know like recent chart music I'll play anything like that or I'll just get Amazon to play um like workout tunes or something with a bit of a beat if I need a bit of an uplift whilst I'm on the turbo thanks so much for joining me today Sammy no thank you very much for your time it's been fantastic thank you so much to Sammy for being on and to you for listening I'm now going to take a mid-season break, but I'll be back in a few weeks with more amazing guests. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd give me a review on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to me to hear what you guys think. Don't forget to check out my social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and the GCN app. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find all of my other episodes wherever you get your podcasts.
See you on the bike.